Hello and welcome to Leadership, the Future and Tea, a podcast hosted by Andy Davis featuring Ian Moffat, Deborah Hartung and Hitton Bat. A podcast for people who are passionate about making a difference at work. Uh, so welcome everybody to this episode of Leadership, the Future and Tea. I'm absolutely delighted today to be joined by Michaela Wayne, uh, star of the 2017 Apprentice um, and Ian Moffat, one of our uh, regulars as well. Michaela, thank you very much for attending. That's the start of the time. Thank you. Yes, no problem. I'm excited. Awesome. Oh, we, awesome to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're super excited. Let me tell you. And let me just do the intro right for Michaela. OK, so as I've said, Michaela was on The Apprentice. I, I watched those episodes and uh, and I loved it. When we connected on LinkedIn, I realised that actually I'd, I'd watched this lady on TV. So it was just like a natural thing to say, come on the podcast. She's a managing director. She's a woman in construction. Uh, one of her favourite quotes is the function of leadership is to produce more leaders, not followers by Ralph Nader. And we absolutely subscribe to that. OK. Um, we love everything that you've done. I'm going to talk to you later on about the six companies that you've got listed on your personal website. Uh, and the, the last word of introduction, I'm going to say a true entrepreneur. Welcome. Yes, thank you. That was, it, that was very, very nice of you to say all those things. Hey, <laughs> no problem. No problem. Well, it's, it's great to have you with us. And we, we want to learn from you, right? We want to pick your brains a bit and we want to uh, share that knowledge with our listeners. And that's the sole aim of Leadership, the Future and Tea. So, Michaela, um, over to you, really. But we want to start with what's your leadership role model and why? Oh, so just a heads up now for anybody listening to this. I am not the best um, talker and I, and I never really feel like I'm, I'm the brightest person or I'm in a position to start giving out advice. However, I am happy to tell you about me because... Um, Brilliant. That's I, what we want. Story, but I, I don't really... I, I'm, I guess I'm quite humble. I don't really feel like I'm, I'm the most successful person in the world. So um, your first question, leadership... Wait, wait, who, was it, you? Yeah, who's your leadership role model? Who is it you look up to as a leader? I don't, I'm going to be honest, there isn't one specific person. I never had a person, okay. a role model in my life or a famous person who I really aspired to be like, other than Sally Gunnell, because I used to do a lot of running. Uh, awesome, good choice. Get yeah, into yeah. business. Um, so I would say it's more organisations. Now where I am in my career, yeah. with my business, I will, we've been going for 10 years. Um, the first company I started has been going for 10 years. So I look more to organisations and how they run as to how yeah. I would like to run my than, than myself. So it would be large companies from Google, Nike. Yep. I'm currently reading Shoe Dog. So I'm ah. absolutely obsessed with Phil Nike at the moment. Brilliant. Um, and so how they run the companies and, and small local successful businesses, ones that you perhaps never would have heard of, companies close to me who I'm familiar with, the run-ins. I like flexibility. I like people doing their own thing, independence. Brilliant. So it would be more organisations than a person, I think. Do you want to give them a shout out and we'll put the link into the website later on? No, there's absolutely <laughs> no way because they might die if I do. I know it's promotion, but they might be like, shut up, Michaela. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> oh, brilliant. We'll come brilliant. back to that one later. But uh, listen, I love that answer. And uh, we on our podcast, by the way, we always get people to leave uh, people with resources. OK. Um, and uh, one of the things that we've talked about, actually, is the Shoe Dog book um, oh, right. of one of the Perfect. podcasts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So one of our colleagues, Hiten, 
actually introduced it and he left it as one of his resources after one of the podcasts a while ago. So a uh, great book. I've got it on my uh, on my nightstand there. It's, it's sitting there waiting for me to read it at some point. But um, yeah, it's I'm, I've not completed it yet. Um, I I am a little bit dyslexic, so it takes me longer than most to get through a book. Um, cool. But I'm, I think I've got about 100 pages left. And my partner, who is also dyslexic, is cheating because he's got the audiobook version. But Brilliant. we're at similar levels. So um, he's absolutely obsessed with business like me as well. And this book, you know why that book is so good? And I've yeah. read a, and listened to a lot of podcasts. I've listened to a lot of autobiographies and books like this. That one's good because it doesn't feel like an autobiography. It's still right. a story. So if you like a story, you know, it's still yeah, yeah. descriptive. Yep. It doesn't go in on about issue, 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 business, business. It, it, you picture the scene that is in at that moment. Yeah, and fantastic. It just picks out the, the most important parts in his career, I'm guessing, that, that's Love how it. he forms it. It's, it's, it's more accessible and engaging that way, isn't it? You know, some of these yeah, things can be quite dry. If you are a little, um, not the best reader, like I say, I'm not the best reader, then it, it's nice to read a book like this that isn't all numbers and facts and figures yep. and uh, a, yep. a lot to absorb whilst reading. It's yeah. it's painting the picture of the scene, which is easier to digest for me personally. So. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. That's yeah, good. no, we're, we're with that as well. Um, I, I, we, we love those books. And believe me, we talk about books all the time, um, you know, whether it's people like Satya Sach, Nadler from Microsoft as well, talked about his book recently from Hit Refresh. And, I've not uh, read that actually. Is it good? Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. And and again, when you talk about big fat decisions, business decisions that they made um, and how they turned out, then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's literally heart in mouth with some, some of the decisions. So it's it's great. But actually, the way that he built the inclusive leadership team when he first got there and uh, they went away on a retreat and actually the per the first part of that retreat was actually the kind of the release of emotion and uh, when you read it then you see that actually building the leadership team upwards that's a great point to start with so uh, yeah incredible incredible good book. good excellent yeah. I'll, I'll give yeah. that a try as well yeah there you go there's another one for you we'll send you the link afterwards yeah, um so, so so tell me right in terms of you're a leader, right? You're a leader, you're an entrepreneur, you've, you've achieved a huge amount, you've got multiple businesses set up. Um, and uh, according to Mike Suter's question for you, you know, how many companies have you run or co-owned, co right? I'm sure you've probably got a better answer for that by now. But <laughs> it's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot. Yeah, so, I mean, I am an entrepreneur. And what happened was I started my own business 10 years ago. I didn't know anybody else in business. Yeah. All my family are incredibly working class. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't finish my degree, which was in religion anyway, so it wouldn't have told me anything about business, the complete yeah. opposite. So I was just winging it. And then an opportunity arose two years after was my first company is a marketing company and somebody yeah. wanted me to do the marketing for them, a friend. Okay. And I said, I can do the marketing. I can help with leads. I can help with sales, recruitment, and actually running the company. I'll invest in you um, by giving you resources rather than a huge lump sum. But we did, yeah, yeah. We did have a cash buy-in as well, um, yeah. which we did. And that company ended up being really successful. At, and Well, I mean, it's still growing, but we're at the point of turning over around three million. So right. yeah, awesome. that was doing really well. So because I was seeing the success of this, 
after about two, two and a half years, we really started thinking this is going to take off now. Then other opportunities arose. People saw what I did with that company, what I'd done with my own, and asked me to invest in theirs as well. So naturally, because this the first and second business I started did well, I was yeah. then just like, oh, whatever, let's just go for it. Things <laughs> in loads of ties. Excellent. See if any of it takes off. A lot of it didn't. So when he was asking me how many people, how many businesses they own, I mean, I just can't remember. Some of them are dormant, some of them never even started. We'd get a name for an idea and then we'd say, oh, we'd keep it all in this business rather than separate yeah. the companies off. So there was loads of this stuff going on as well so it was a little bit unfair but albeit very good television well i hope that you don't think my question was unfair um, i watched the clip uh, earlier on today and it just made me smile i just loved it and Brilliant. what what was better was your reaction sat in that chair when your eyes widened when uh, especially when you brought out the box that said there's an undisclosed company and you said what undisclosed company i still don't know what that is <laughs> I'm sure there's people that could help you with that as well but there you go it's, it's not me or Ian <laughs> but hey listen tell me then when you've actually run these companies uh, I obviously you've been appointing people to jobs responsible jobs in them I wondered what is it the, the kind of key leadership traits that you look for when you're appointing people um adaptability is probably my biggest Lovely. thing yeah. um and this is purely because like the situation that we're in right now you can't envisage this happening as a director as a employee and employer a psychic nobody knew this was coming and so therefore you have to be adaptable and if you don't already have that quality then yeah. adapting to such a big thing and it wouldn't have to be this it, it could be anything there could be yeah. a real downturn in yeah. in your product or service the market that you're in that's going to make them make it difficult to sell or produce or whatever it is so you've got to be able to be adaptable roll with the punches and um and take the challenges head on without getting overwhelmed by it. So I would say adaptability is a, is a key thing. And also the confidence in, um, you know, in making your own decisions. Sure. Yeah. Because what I cannot be asked with ever is micromanaging. And that oh. it is the biggest gripe I have as a company owner. I, I don't need it. I don't like telling my own kids what to do in all honesty. Like it's just, I don't have that gene in where, where I can breathe down someone's neck. Yeah. And so I want people to be able to go on, have the confidence to make their own decisions and, and just do their own job. Like just, if you're going to come in 10 minutes late, don't come and apologize to me. Just show a bit of respect and work some time back or, or whatever. I just don't keep being late, whatever it is. Don't make me breathe down your neck, number one, and have the confidence to just crack on with your job. No, I'm not going to have a go at you. It doesn't have to be awkward for any mistakes made. Just fantastic. please do it yourself. Mistake, mistakes within the right environment is learning, right? Of course, yeah. And as long as you're not costing the company hundreds of thousands of pounds, you know, these the small daily decisions, what I'm referring to. If you have to, you know, we have team meetings anyway. So if things have to be brought up then, bring it up then i'm not saying run the company on your own but when it comes to your own job role if I, if you are a designer then design like design. don't ask me if i like the design because i don't know anything about art and design so i'm just 
probably going to say yes to everything. You, know? <laughs> you decide, and I'm going to trust your instincts. So, so that's so I, I, I take it that you subscribe to the uh, the view of recruit great people and get out of the way and let them get on with the job. A hundred percent. I'm all about delegating. Listen, I don't want to be working for the rest of my life. If I could delegate a managing director at this point, I would be doing that. I don't want to get out of here. I want my feet up on a sunbed. So, yeah, I mean, in, you were stupid as a business owner or a manager or whatever your position is to think that you know every element of a business yeah. and you can run yeah. every element of a business. You don't. You never will. I know my weak points, which would be accounts design I, I mean we have a graphic design company sure. I know where all my weak points are so I employ the best of the best we pay Brilliant. good money you crack on with your job you please advise me on what I need to be doing better everybody's winning what awesome. a great what a great awesome. recipe yeah he's brilliant so, so uh, I was expecting to get a really I, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of jumping ahead here but I'm going to ask you the question because, you know, we're all kind of mashed together in this weird timeline and, you know, remote working and bits of office working. So so do you have any problem um, segregating, you know, work from home time or, or do you have strategies around that? Right. So, yes, I do. But my, my partner was also on The Apprentice, um, Harrison. Okay. I met him. We, we had a baby together and... He still lives in London. I still live in Bolton, and we commute every other weekend. He comes up every other weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The difficulty is we've not seen each other all week, and then when we do, <sighs> we're both very passionate about what's happened at work. Obviously, yeah. we talk all the time, but it will be generally the Friday night when we see each other. We have a couple of glasses of wine, prosecco, vodka, whatever's going. Nice. And we just <laughs> get everything out of everything that's going on for the whole week. <laughs> Really dump everything on each other, come up with loads of solutions, half of which never work, but make each other feel better. Awesome. And, Fantastic. And then that's kind of us done. So then when we get into Saturday and Sunday, we try and do everything with the kids, clock off from work and try mm, not yeah. to, if it's avoidable, we uh, we try not to do any work. Obviously, when you're running your own companies, especially new startups, it's difficult so that, you know, these things yeah, happen. Yeah. But we do make a conscious effort to put our phone down and um, to spend, obviously, to spend quality time with the children. Now, wow. that's awesome because that, that always-on generation, those mobile phones have really kind of impinged on that on that great home time. Um, it's, um, I just don't know how people do it. I feel like I'm lucky because I guess I'm the oldest, oldest of the millennials, which I only found out <laughs> a week ago. And then my son, let me tell you who is one, this morning was crying oh. because I wouldn't give him an avocado. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm really a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> my son wants an avocado. I, thought, I think that might be a first world problem, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I feel more like a boomer though than, than a millennial. It makes no sense. But um, I totally lost where I was going. Don't, don't, don't worry. I, I, just, I just feel old. I love it. <laughs> I, in, in my head, I'm already writing the uh, the tweet and the LinkedIn post for this podcast. And it's uh, it's adaptability, micromanagement, and avocados. That, there you go. Yes. There, there you go. <laughs> yeah. No. But sorry, that's what I was saying. I do feel like an older one of the millennials. My sister would be the younger one. She's 12 years younger than me, and I see how active she is on social media. I think I try. I, I mean, I literally try to be active. It comes second nature to it she just yeah. has a phone out ready to take every photograph to post it <laughs> and um again it's good for business than that but it's just it cannot be good for your mental health it just 
I, I just feel like in 10 years time, there's going to be so many studies of people who are really, really affected by yeah. what goes on. And so, you know, especially yeah. Twitter, it's, it just feels like <laughs> such a, a hate filled place at times Jumper, that yeah. you just need to LinkedIn. Amazing. It's all about business and people yeah. generally are quite polite, but other platforms, I'm like, put that phone down speak to your family and friends in person because that is that cannot be good for you that's listen it's lovely to speak to you already it's like speaking to a million miles an hour and it's fantastic um to hear your thoughts it's it's great i i want to get a word in edgeways and ask you a question though um, <laughs> you're so needy sometimes andy <laughs> i'm just feeling northern i just say everything all at once <laughs> I, I love it i love it it's like going back up home to, to to visit my family it's quite entertaining um so, so listen no 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 please don't apologize please stay with it um you mentioned LinkedIn there. Now we connected over a post that you that you put out there that I just I, re, I responded to your post because you're taking a picture of your empty office with your green chairs and your green divides and everything else, and you yeah. said basically, please come to me and book some work from me so I can get my staff off furlough. Yes. My response to you I stand was, by that. There you go. And my response to you was how refreshing, how, how authentic and brave you know to actually just come out and just be really straight with it, and say come, come and book some services. Now. That, that Michaela, we don't see often enough, right? And just for the audience out there, what was your response to that posting? Did you get any, any work out of it? Yes, I've got there you go. potentially five new clients, but brilliant. confirmed three. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if it was the begging nature. <laughs> it's honest. It's People totally honest. It. Yeah. It's totally <laughs> honest. Yeah, and that's why that's why actually people came back to you. It's because the the refreshing honesty. We don't see that enough on social media, and I just it, yeah, and I think it's I don't know if it is actually a northern thing or not because um, a boyfriend again at Southerner tells me off frequently for <laughs> my straight talking. You know, I'll be speaking to somebody and I love business, but now I say to them, oh, so what's your turnover? And oh, what are your margins? And not because I I think yeah. I want to do better than you are or anything. I just, I'm interested in what's your turnover, what's your profits, how are you doing that? And I will go on to what he calls interrogate people. But <laughs> it, I'm just interested. And unfortunately, I can't help this um, this straight talking nature I have. And it, it's the same when it comes to um, to selling my products, I guess. I, I, you know, I just, I didn't, I don't think it's a problem either. You know, it was it's a not. bit tongue in cheek. I was joking. Like, would you guys post like that? I, I don't know. Um, it, I, I think, think the world should allow us to do yeah. that sort of stuff. I think you you get this you get this really weird dichotomy, right? You get this really weird thing going on where you you want to drive absolute authenticity and leadership, but you've got this massive responsibility as these big businesses get bit yeah. bigger, and you think, well, oh, can I say that? How will it be perceived? And it's too edited. Yeah. I, think what you, I think what you did is really brave. I, I think it is. I, and I think that, that even I'm now really you, when you're talking and how, how you're talking, how open you're being is, is again, a difference for what we normally get. Right. Yeah. What, what, what people normally consume is very, very edited webinars, edited podcasts, edited down to the nth degree. And what, one of the things, one of the key tenets that me and Ian set out when we started our podcast series was we're not going to edit it. Nope. Right. We'll edit off. We'll edit off the junk at the beginning and the junk at the end when we're saying hello and goodbye. But other than that, what you get in between is actually what we discussed. We've got a beat machine, haven't we? Yeah, we can put. Yeah, we've got a beat machine. We need to. Got, yeah, it, it, we can take out swear words and we've got some clapping. But other than that, that's all you get. 
Yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I am actually quite a, an anxious person, which hence me talking fast and, um, and and a little insecure as well. But with things like that, I just don't, I don't give a shit. I just think, there, the message there it, is. it is what it is. And <laughs> when it comes to, I mean, I do, I could not care if Jim, the barber from the Midlands, thinks my post is offensive or beggy or what or it, that makes me a bad business person i i do not care because you stay in your lane jim i'll stay right. mine if i pick up business fabulous if i don't you was right great let's just never communicate i just don't care enough and again yeah. maybe it's because i am a little bit of the older generation for social yeah. media yeah where you you're just not you're just not that out because what does it matter what we, does it matter if it's bringing you in business especially like what, what a great piece of advice. So, so, so that's it. We're going to stick with that, that actually for the, the leaders out there, for people that are actually trying to drum up business, actually go continue to be authentic, be honest, yeah. and actually get, get posting. Is that about right? A hundred percent. Do you know what I can stand in business? Well, I, and I just don't know how to do it. When you first meet people, I'm lucky in that I'm always myself. So I think people then end up being themselves naturally because... Yeah. They see you like honesty, so then people start being yeah. honest with you back. What I don't like is when I'm not very good at formal, it makes me sweat a little bit, which I don't like. And and all the, the posh lingo and you know, these big business it, it, it's artificial. It's artificial, right? I've I've yeah. sat around I've I've sat around various I used to consult and I'd sit around sort of strategic board tables and you'd be talking to the people over a coffee break. And they'd be saying, oh, we've got this problem, we've got that. And you're just talking really naturally, you're talking about sport, you're talking about the family. They sit down at the table and all of a sudden there's these very strange words. It's a completely different language. You spoken anything? Well, yeah, why? Why are you doing like, that? I, I just don't, I can't, do, I mean, I cannot do it because I'm probably not educated well enough. I didn't, I don't have a degree and things like this. I just, I'm not intelligent enough to sit down at a table and change my personality. I, I don't know how to do that. Why, why should you? Well, should you? You, you know don't what? need to. Funny, I feel like I'm having a real um, counselling session with you. <laughs> <laughs> People often laugh at me and they'd be like, oh, I love the way you are. And I'm like, oh, and I, I laugh along and I always think, what? think oh it's the northern thing like what are you talking about it must be my accent <laughs> but then i think they do the feedback you'll get is you're really straight talking you're really exactly. honest i'm yeah. like yeah I'm, I'm actually trying to be a little bit posher now so <laughs> no don't, don't try don't, don't do try that. don't, don't do try that. hey listen let's go back to the degree thing okay because again this is for leaders around the world right now okay we're going to say these words you don't need a degree to be a leader no, definitely not. Okay. I, well, I don't think so. But... Well, so, so let, let me share this with you then, right? And just uh, tell me what you think to this. So um, I, I left school at 18. I joined up to the uh, Air Force, went off, became an Air Force officer at the age of 18 and a half, which was kind of mad, uh, but went on and been a leader of people throughout the world. Uh, and it took me till age 30 before I, and, and between 18 and 30, I sweated about the fact I hadn't got a degree. Right. And at 30, I thought I've got to get this monkey off my back. So I went out and got a degree. The day oh, I finished it, yeah. The day I finished it, felt no different. different. Yeah. Right. That's the that's the secret. Does it not help getting a job in that though? Not not at all. No. Let me tell honest. you, I I went to this. I won't name who it was, but like they're they're like uh, fifth or sixth best business school in the world, uh, paid for by the company, not by myself. I hasten to add. 
And I was terrified. You know, Andy and I talk about imposter syndrome, right? Terrified on the first day I was meeting these 20, because they were, they, these were all CEOs from really big business. And I'm thinking, I'm a, I'm, I, I grew up in Yorkshire. I've never had a degree. I went out there, I was electrical, electronic engineering, started writing computer code when I was 13, and I fell into the software industry, you know? And I think they're all going to be much better than me. What have I got to contribute? And we met up the night before the course started, and they were all exactly the same. 19 of the 20 had never been to university. There you go. Yeah, Just, um, it, it, in, intelli academic intelligence, I don't think has got that much to bear. Nope. I think if you put people under pressure, they often can't deploy any of their intelligence. It's about, yeah. it's your, it's about your character and your emotional intelligence more than anything yeah. else these days. You know? Yes, definitely. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. But you do feel like... Um, I get this terrible as well, this imposter syndrome, which I've, I've worked on over the years. It's, it's not as bad. And I think that's why now I'm at the point of I don't care because yeah. I've worked with it so much. Yeah. But um, the, there are still the situations where, well, I mean, I went going on to The Apprentice. I'd never watched it before. And um, I was stood in the board. I was stood in that little waiting room before you go in the yeah. boardroom looking at all these people in the fancy suits, which, you know, they were probably thinking the yeah. same, but they're like, oh, my God there's all going to be solicitors and there's going to be clever. <laughs> and, and then we went through the process and he called everybody out in the boardroom on what they was doing. And I was like, oh, okay, so there's some business owners, there's some not business owners. Yeah. And it turned out I was the most successful on paper at, at yeah, that point yeah. where, where yeah. I was in business. So I was like, oh, all right, still forever daunted. And then I, I suffered terrible anxiety before I went in. So I was, I was trying to work on this. And after probably two tasks, maybe three, I realised uh, that actually everybody is um, just, just talking absolute balls. You can say it. You can say it. We'll get the bleeping <laughs> team out if we need it. <laughs> it was just like real good sales reps all selling like, oh, I've done this and I do that and I can sell, sell, sell. And, and I'm looking at them like, oh, my God, like these can sell, sell, sell. And, do, and then it comes to the task. I'm like, you can't sell, sell, sell. You can't do nothing. When it comes to the crunch, I was the one doing the sell, sell, selling. And they was like panicking somewhere. <laughs> so then I started to realize like actually people – I just, it's, it isn't true. This this thing that you see when you first meet people isn't true. And you've got to um, cut through that and think, oh, they've got a wife or a husband and children at home. And, um, yeah. they, you know, somebody must love them. So they can't be this much of an arsehole. And, and you just cut through <laughs> it and get to the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, is, this is gold i mean listen i love your words there i love it um so can we agree then that you don't need a, a degree to be a leader that's that's it isn't it you know yeah. that's right um we can all go off we can all go and get various different things such as mbas and everything but at the end of the day it still doesn't make you a better person right that's that's the fundamental in it and don't let anybody uh anybody tell you any different okay um but listen let, let's look to the future a bit right what, what do you see coming up as the new normal of work? Mm, I think flexibility. That's our, we've already implemented that. Yeah, people working from home. We have um, self-employed people who, who will occasionally come into the office as well. Well, not occasionally. They're here a lot, and they just don't. They don't want to do that anymore. They just want to fully work from home, which which is yeah. fine by us. Um, yeah. Flexible working hours. We'd already changed one business to a four-day working week. Just oh, really? Day. Yeah, in the January, um, which, and sorry, we weren't January, it was September. Um, so 
so we'd done about six months when lockdown had come and we was at 100 and I think it was about 119 percent um of what we did on the five day week so we was a so, lot more so your productivity is proven to go up with a four-day week yeah did you, yeah, did yeah. you read, see that book Andy the four-day week I, I know yeah. absolutely about that it's absolutely yeah, incredible absolutely yeah that, I can't remember a, the author's name it's I, terrible I, yeah, I've got it. Uh, that's incredible feedback, though, Michaela. Yeah. And I'm sure that there's dozens of businesses out there that want to actually figure out how you've done that. Are you going to write an article about it? Um, yeah, I hadn't thought of doing, but yeah, we can. We'll do, do a blog about it. It's, I mean, we we've they work longer hours to be fair on those days. Um, yeah. On those days than than they would normally do, so they they aren't putting out as many working hours. It isn't quite as many. They don't make up the full eight hours or whatever it is, um, but they do work longer hours. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the staff love it because they because they they're happy now. They know they're either getting a Monday or a Friday yep. off. They, they alternate, yep. chop and change, and sort it out between themselves, really, because we always have to have somebody in the office on the phone. Um, but they, because they know they're getting this extra day, like we've got the loyalty from them. They want to leave us to go to somebody else. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and they're, they're happier, so therefore they're more productive and they feel like, oh, I've got to get all this done. They know if, if we wasn't as productive, then we would go back to a five-day week because we'd have no choice. We, we, yeah, you know, yeah. We've got to, we, we can't affect the, the company um, and our sales by just being being nice or else we'd be running the sure. character. And they appreciate that and they've obviously worked harder than ever because we, we've gone up by around 19%. Which is That's incredible. Great. Books by, books by Andrew Barnes. I felt really guilty about not remembering that. It's called The Four Day Week. This was the guy, he thought about this on a plane back from, I think he was coming back from was either New Zealand or Australia. And he kind of wrote an article and it just exploded around the world. And it was yeah. it was a similar thing that, you know, you do, you do overall, you do less hours, you do it in a four day week and you actually, you maintain or you increase the productivity and the well-being goes up. People are a lot happier. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, we'll, we'll post a link to that in the show notes at the bottom because it's, it's an incredible approach. I'd love to talk to you more about that, Michaela, offline, because I think that we can, uh, we can really do something with that. I think there's, there's something, so much to learn from you on that. How do you two think it's gonna it's gonna change after this? Do you uh, what about like in in the businesses that that you work or you know yeah. are all the people implementing because people are talking about it, you know, and it's good to yeah, have yeah. the chat, but are they actually trusting staff enough? And not not yet. The, no. the, 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 the trust think... is the trust isn't there yet. There's there's a long way to go before that trust is in place and that's two way from both the leadership downwards yeah. and the employees upwards right yeah. um i think that some businesses maybe yours because you're slightly smaller slightly more fleet of foot you've got a huge advantage okay and celebrate that advantage every day uh, i think businesses will get there it's just going to take them a bit longer i think the pandemic will provide opportunities for people to review their operating yeah. model um but overall though it's going to be a bit of a slow slog it, the, the the extension of things like the um, the lockdown still gives people the opportunity to change the contracts, put in place the four day weeks, build the new way of working within that business. Whilst people have got that opportunity, they will take it. There'll be some probably more, um, I'm going to say public sector organisations that probably actually won't get further down the track like you have. Okay, but, but you think about the, the 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 concept of going right. We're going to measure your inputs all the time. We're going to measure that you're here from nine o'clock till five o'clock, rather than the output and the productivity and what they're contributing. Right? That's yeah. it's beginning to feel a bit really old-fashioned, right? 
A hundred percent. And I think, if, especially yeah. in roles, so the, who we, we've done it with, with everyone. But this company, what I'm referring to, it's Vantage Utility Connections. That's the one that I was saying I invested in myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's doing really well. Um, and the majority of people working there are sales reps, so it's really easy to monitor and measure. Yeah, I sure. understand with admin people it's more difficult, but we yeah. have done it with the admin people as yeah. well and the, the technical team. So this is the people who we, we, we fit gas, uh, water, and electric mains yeah. into the site. So they'll sell our services and then the technical team sort out the technicalities and fit in that and we just said to the technical team right well we've got all these sales coming in you have to have the projects complete and on time right. and yeah. if we can do that in a four-day week we can't monitor it as easy as sales but we still know if they're completing the job and of course you do and and so i don't think i don't believe there's a role out there that cannot be a four-day week however i do appreciate some companies are going to find it more difficult for the, the non-typical roles to be monitored. Like yeah. you're asking. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a little bit more difficult. Yeah. No, you, you, yeah. you're definitely going to have that challenge throughout. I think yeah. they're going to struggle, though. I think big companies will struggle losing good reps to companies like yeah. mine, where we're saying you work from home if you want, have a four-day week. Oh, being yeah. really nice to people because you know who who doesn't want to do a four-day week if you can uh, come uh, and work for me instead of doing a five-day week. Exactly, and, that, and that's one of the opportunities is that uh, if you can actually change your your operating model to the point that you cannot offer that flexibility to people, you will then increase your recruitment talent pool, right? Yeah. Which all of a sudden there'll be people that you'll have never got anywhere near maybe even far out, out with what you were expecting to recruit and uh, for those companies that can do that that is the absolute the, the nearest opportunity for them which is, is really yeah because we, we may struggle with being a smaller company and competing with you know some businesses it feels like they have endless amount of cash so yeah. they'll be paying somebody whatever 45 grand where we'd be paying somebody 30 grand as a maximum i mean that might be too much of a step down but whatever if it was getting yeah we get your point grand, yeah if it was yeah. me and i was on 36 grand and i'd have to take a drop to 30 but still can earn some commission to get me there it's good commission as well but i only have to do four days a week i'm going for that lower basic wage yeah. and doing four yeah. days a week all day long because yeah. it, again it's a work-life balance at one point they changed it from seven days to six and six to yeah. five and i feel like the market's coming in from five to four and why should uh, it not and there's a there's a point where money doesn't motivate people as much mm, as the yeah. people you work with the culture in the sense of sense of community and fun that you can have in that business and those yeah. extra uh, those extra non-monetary rewards they're important as well yeah, yeah. You know, they really are definitely i mean you at work like you know everybody says you you see your colleagues more than you see your husband and wife or you know whoever you've got at home so you need to be making sure you're having fun there i'm not saying like party central but we bought our own building a couple of years ago on, on one of the floors. We sure. have like a games room, a pool table, a dance. There's, there's a lot of men works here, so they like like the dance. <laughs> there's pool tables and typical things like this. And it's, you know, like we have a chill area and um, the computers, PlayStation. It's just all the bits of things that people need to, to take a step back and, and get away from work as well. And I think it's... Um, we're not at the point of Google yet because I'm I'm not turning over that much money, but hopefully that's what I was yeah. saying at the beginning of the podcast. We look to companies like that, and I think if you set your goal and said one day I want to be like that, you, you may never achieve it, but you've got yeah. more chance of achieving it if it's in your head. But Absolutely. you know, you know those bits around just disrupting your day. 
and just doing something completely different or getting disrupted by a colleague before you go back to work. It's just a great way of kind of cleaning out the brain, resetting. Yeah. And if you work in that creative space as well, that's that's vital to just kind of crack what you want to do. Stepping back from the problem and, you know, doing something different I mean, for five minutes. Who wants to sit there, whether it's seven hours or ten hours or whatever you do, a day going over the same old drone? And the thing is, you've got to ring up your customers. You've got to be on point when you're ringing on. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Oh, hi, I'm Michaela. I'm dead bubbly and happy. Ha, ha, ha. You cannot be like this on farm constantly. You need to remove yourself from that situation. Whether Correct. you talk to the pub yeah. for your lunch or whatever it is, you've got to you've got to have your own space as well. And I think I had a first sales rep background. I'm still a sales rep, but that's how I started. Um, and so I understand more where sales reps are coming from sure. and the kind of things that they definitely do require to make them productive. And it isn't somebody monitoring your figures and um, putting little black holes next to your name and questioning why you haven't done anything. That That's not the way to, to get yeah, productivity yeah. out yeah. of a rep. It's by supporting them and making sure they're in a, they're in a good headspace. Well, yeah. listen, that's that's just insightful. That's um, brilliant. We're getting towards the end right now, but I want to uh, just come back to leadership okay cold stone cold leadership right so what's your leadership legacy going to be no i don't really feel like a leader i just i'm, I'm winging it a bit but um probably to create other leaders is yeah. um is and i know i know you said that is one of my favorite yeah. quotes. it really is because like i said i, I cannot be bothered really <laughs> so <laughs> so i'd like to be able to teach people what i do know uh, how to be decisive um and you know sometimes you make the wrong decisions and own that and that that is not a problem to to make the wrong decision when you're a yeah. leader things happen do not let that stop you so i think being able to teach people how to be their own leader i would hope would be my legacy how wonderful uh, yeah. and it, it brings us right back to the start with that quote from 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 ralph nadia and I really appreciate that. Um, listen, there's some amazing thoughts in there from avocados to four day working weeks to <laughs> micromanagement and adaptability. Uh, I, I really hope that everybody's listened to that and really soaks up your wisdom there. Uh, and uh, by the way, I love the way that you you present yourself, you talk, yeah. your, your, your energy, enthusiasm. <laughs> it's utterly infectious. And oh, uh, you, don't don't you yeah. dare stop doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, thank you. Yeah. That has been a brilliant um, I don't know when we, from when we recorded what 40, 45, 48 minutes. It's flown yeah, by. It's been flown. Yeah, Fantastic. It is. Thank I can you. Really talk. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. It's brilliant. I'm hey, well, energized for the rest of the day. So thank you. Same here. Same here. So let's let's wrap up there. Um, Michaela, thanks thanks so much for your time. That was an incredible podcast. Uh, I really feel we're only halfway through that. I I want to go and get another cup of tea and carry on talking. But truly, we're going to stop there for a bit. Okay, Michaela, thank you. Uh, it's it's inspiring it's really appreciated what you've done today uh, oh yes no thank you both i've loved it actually i love talking about business so and it's been amazing so thank you both wonderful right well take care and we uh, look forward to catching up with you again soon to hear how your four-day working week is going thanks for listening please subscribe through apple podcasts google podcasts or spotify so we can continue to reach more people and spread the message